Well, good morning. Good to be here. Good to be out. Beautiful day. We want to welcome you to Bethlehem Assembly of God this morning. If you are visiting us for the first or second time, in the pocket of the chair in front of you, you'll find one of these connection cards. If you would be so kind, if you're visiting us, to take out that connections card, there should be a pen in the pocket also. And you could go ahead, if you could go ahead and fill out your information uh, on the card. And at the end of the service, if you take it back to our guest hospitality table, they have a package for, for you for being here this morning. And we would appreciate your being in contact with you and giving, us, giving you more information um, uh, about the church. Uh, this morning, we are celebrating our support groups. Uh, you can see that from Celebrate Recovery, Divorce Care, Grief Share, Financial Peace University, all those things that we will, will be starting up. And you'll see on the flap of your bulletin, there are sign-ups for any of those support groups that are about to start up in September. And if you are interested, please go ahead and sign up. Um, and as you go through the service, you will hear more about that as we, as we continue the service. If the ushers will come up. We thank you for your tithes and offering. Uh, men, don't forget the men's barbecue is coming up as well. It's, the cost is $20, uh, $10. The men will be in the lobby to collect it. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you that we get to sow into the kingdom and be a part of what you're doing here at Valley Stream and around the world. We count it a privilege and an honor. And so as we've worshiped in song, now we worship with our giving. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. And everyone said, amen. Good morning, everyone. All right. Well, I am very excited. I'm Leah Matson. for those of you who don't know. I am over the small groups, and I oversee the support groups. So today, we're all about recovery. And um, I have today... Um, Stephanie Clark, who is over the Grief Share um, program, and I have Rose McPhillips, who is over the Divorce Care for Women program, and they just want to share just a, a couple of minutes about the ministry, and then they have um, a person from their group that is going to share how God has moved in their life through that ministry. Good morning. My name is Stephanie Clark, and I'm the leader of the Grief Share ministry here at Bethlehem Assembly of God. It was seven years ago that my precious daughter, Candace Clark, went home to be with the Lord Jesus Christ. During my time of grieving, the leaders of this wonderful church introduced my family to the Grief Share Ministry. When I accepted the invitation, it was out of a need for dealing with my own devastating pain. However, as I did the steps, what I thought would take me through a season of grief ultimately turned out to be a large part of my healing and recovery and eventually thrust me into a ministry of wholeness for the grief-stricken among us. He has promised to give us beauty for ashes. In Isaiah 61, 1-3, Jesus said that he would bind up the brokenhearted. When you have lost a loved one, your heart is broken through this ministry, we minister wholeness to the brokenhearted by helping people process their pain and wounds. Today, Grief Share is a thriving and fruitful ministry among us, and I, have, and I have here with me a past alumni who will like to share on the healing and recovery she has received. Thank you.
Good morning, everyone. My name is Kavita Samuel. It was a bittersweet how I came to grief share. My father died two and a half years ago. I couldn't cope with his death, and it was affecting my job. My boss noticed and suggested I get therapy. My job provides a helpline, and I was able to find a therapist and a grief share group. I finally went to grief share session in October 2011. Being part of grief share with others who have lost loved ones has, has helped me to open up and share my thoughts and feelings. Before grief share, I kept all my feelings bottled up. There is a special bond that has formed with grief share participants. I am so thankful to have found grief share group and Bethlehem assembly. And I have to say the sweet part of my journey was being baptized in August 2012. Thank you, Stephanie, Jackie, and Bethlehem. God bless everyone and thank you. Hi, good morning, everybody. My name is Rose McPhillips. I run the Divorce Care Ministry. Um, I just want to share um, a little bit of insight on the Divorce Care program. Um, divorce Care helps people who are going through divorce and separation. Um, I want to bring up about the separation. Um, the, it's not just the divorce, but for the separation part of uh, when there's trouble in that marriage and, um, and you're seeking counseling and you're with your pastors, um, it's good to have the tools if that spouse doesn't want to stay in that marriage. Um, so I found that this class was a good thing to make good decisions um, instead of poor. I made poor decisions because I didn't have divorce care when I first came. Um, so I just want to get a little insight here and give her time to share. It is a 13-week video series featuring experts on divorce and recovery. Each week we watch a video, which is followed by a support group sharing and discussion. People get a chance to meet others who understand what they are feeling and will learn how to deal with the pain of experience and to look forward to rebuilding their lives. At Bethlehem, the group is for women only. Unfortunately, we have had to turn men away. Uh, we have been praying for male leaders to run this men's group. Our next series will start September 18th and run through December 18th until it will start at 7.30 p.m. located in the M2 building behind the church. And if you would like to sign up or have any questions, I will be available downstairs in the cafe each, after each service. And uh, I did want to share if you had a heart um, we, to share in the ministry. We need it for divorce care for kids. The kids are hurting, the men are hurting. Um, we don't want to turn anybody away. So um, if you have a heart, you know, speak to Leah and then speak to myself and we'll try to um, get you started. There is a, um, with divorce care, there is a um, way of starting. Okay, so now Leslie, my good friend, is going to share her testimony. Good morning, everybody. My name is Leslie Trigos. I am the mother of two girls who are right now 13 and three years old. I got separated from my ex-husband in March of 2010 after 13 years of marriage, one day after our wedding anniversary. My baby was only five months at that time. By September of that year, after eight months of being separated, I finally filed for the divorce. 
Even though I had taken the decision for the divorce, I started to cope with different things that I didn't know, neither imagine were coming to me as a result of it. My children were missing their dad. I had still to work with him because we were sharing a business. And I had to organize my house completely. Everything was different. I became insecure and very afraid about everything as never before. By September of 2011, searching for a Christian school for my oldest daughter, I found Divorce Care as one of the ministries here at Bethlehem. It was a blessing for me and my family. I came to the program when it had already started, but it was not a problem in order to continue with it. I ended that season and I did it again in 2012 from March to June. What this program did for me? Many things. It helped me to realize and learn where I was, what were those feelings I was facing. Until that time, I didn't understand why I was always very tired, how to deal with different things I was going through, pain, emptiness, and loneliness, how to build a stronger relationship with God as the center of my life. It helped me to learn how to handle the divorce with my children. By that time, I didn't know what was right to let them know and what not. In the program, I could work with it on time, and it was a blessing for me and for them. I also learned how to handle all about my business, how to forgive those people that had hurt me in relation with the divorce, friend of his, friend of both of us, his family, my family. I also learned and I could finally forgive myself. It was one of the most difficult things to do after many years of carrying with guilt because of the wrong decisions I had made in relation to my marriage. I also learned how to rely on God completely about the legal process and I believe this area was the most painful and complicated to deal with during the divorce. Divorce care was a very safe place to share everything. I saw myself in many of the people that went to the program. I understood it wasn't only me who was in that process. What can this program do for you? A lot. And if you have children, you will realize how powerful it is in order to help you understand yourself and your children. Also, you will learn how to face the process knowing that God is there for you and that you're not alone in this. God used this divorce care as a tool to help me heal and move on in my life with my children, my family, and my church, among others. And also being able to come here and share my testimony with you. Give yourself the opportunity to participate in this program. You will not regret. Thanks for being here. Thanks, pastors, for inviting me. Thanks, Rose. And that's it. God bless you. God is so good. And you'll hear awesome testimonies. And they're testimonies that you're going to relate to today. And I just pray that God just touches your heart. If you have a, a heart for the people, maybe you haven't gone through some of the things you've seen, but I just pray that God touches you. And if, he, if he's prodding your heart to be a leader in any way, talk to me, and I will connect you. Um, 
But if he's pulling on your heart and wants you to be involved in the programs that are being offered, then I say try it and do it and receive healing. Take your mask off. Put away the fears and be open to God. Thank you, ladies. Let's give them a big hand again. Amen. Praise God. Just want to let you know, the first young lady who shared, she comes from a Hindu background. And um, she came to the church as a Hindu. She is now a Christian. Amen. And i um, proud of you. She came through the foundations class and learned and grew, and she is doing wonderful. All of the women are doing tremendous in these programs and men as well. This morning, we're talking about the power of re. We're talking about continuing on to see how God can do a great work in our life as we are renewed, we are redeemed, we are revived, we are reignited. Last week, we talked about the power of restoration in our life. And I thought to myself as we were going through this series, how powerful it would be if we could understand that God wants us to recover from the hurts and hang-ups and habits that so often steal our joy, steal our peace, steal our peace of mind and our peace of heart. You know, the, the word recovery means to restore something back to its original state. But, you know, I want to tell you that's like a worldly definition because the truth is God doesn't want to restore us back to our original state because our original state was sinful. We were sinners and we needed to be changed and transformed. So true Christian recovery doesn't restore us back to our original sinful state, but it looks past, even beyond the cross, it looks to the promise that God made in the scriptures that said before the creations of the, earth, the world, I predestined you to be conformed to the image of my son, and I chose you to be holy and blameless in my sight. That's God's intention for us. It goes way beyond our original sinful state, and it goes to the place where God said, I want you to be like my son. Amen? And um, so... The definition of recovery is, Christian recovery, is that we would be restored back to God's original purpose for our life. And that was a life filled with incredible spiritual purpose in our life. But recovery also means that we recover something that's been taken away from us or stolen from us. And I'm going to get to preaching right now. But the truth is, recovery is God's way of taking back what the devil stole from us. Come on, somebody, say amen. You see, the devil stole our personality, our spiritual personality. The devil stole our promises. The devil stole our purpose, and God has come to reclaim it back for us. We are in recovery, and today I want you to listen to some stories. I want you to hear what God is doing in the ministry of Celebrate re. Recovery. Everybody say the power of recovery in my life. Let's give recovery, celebrate recovery a big hand as they come and minister to us today. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Good morning, everyone. Before we get into the continuation of the re-series and this week's topic of recovery, 
We have a short presentation that we prepared for you that exemplifies the purpose of recovery. We hope that you enjoy it and that it speaks to your heart. We want you to know that these people that are on stage are not paid actors, but actual participants in the Celebrate Recovery that have been coming on a regular basis. That was a visual presentation of what God has done and is still doing in their lives through the Celebrate Recovery ministry. You can give them a hand. Good morning, everyone. My name is Paul, and I'm a grateful follower of Jesus Christ, who is recovering from viewing adult pornography from compulsive gambling, abusing drugs and alcohol. Today, I still struggle a little bit with overeating. And uh, my name is Valerie. I'm a believer in Jesus, and I struggle with alcohol, codependency, and depression. Together, my wife Valerie and I are the ministry team leaders that celebrate recovery here at Bethlehem Assembly of God in Valley Stream. This morning, we're so grateful to God and to Pastor Steve for giving us this opportunity to share with you what recovery is and what God has been doing through and in the Celebrate Recovery ministry. Last Saturday night at our large group open meeting, which meets every Saturday night at 7 o'clock 
in the Connections Cafe downstairs, except for the first Saturday of the month when we meet at 6 o'clock, where we have some awesome home-cooked meals, sometimes a fellowship, and some t the time of just enjoying each other's company. We celebrated our third year anniversary of continual meetings on Saturday nights. You, you can give a round of applause for that. That's all right. It's okay. I want to make sure you're up this morning and you're, you're involved. And we want to hear, can, can you say every Saturday night at 7 p.m.? All right. In addition, just a couple of months ago, we celebrated the completion of our fourth step study. That's a meeting that takes place on Tuesday evenings from September to June. That is a closed meeting that starts every Saturday, September, and this year our first meeting will be on the 10th. We'll be having sign-ups in the Connections Cafe downstairs after the service. Over this period of time, this three-year period, We've had over 400 people come on a Saturday night at one time or another, and regularly we have an average of 30 people attending each Saturday at this, as this meeting is open to the general public. We also have had over 100 people complete the nine-month step study course, some of which are now serving in Celebrate Recovery and other ministries in the church. A couple of other interesting statistics. More than half the people that attend the Celebrate Recovery ministry here at church are not members of Bethlehem Assembly of God and more than half struggle with issues other than chemical dependency. Also, because of Valerie's position as the New York State representative for Celebrate Recovery, our CR oftentimes is visited by other churches that are looking to start a CR in their church as our ministry is considered to be a model CR. Four churches have since started Celebrate Recovery Ministries here in Long Island in the greater New York area, and two more are tra training for it. All right, well, that's the big picture um, as far as Celebrate Recovery is concerned. Now, you're going to hear uh, a little later in our service the experience of three courageous people that have, are going to briefly share their testimony on what God has done in their lives since coming to Celebrate Recovery. I say courageous because it really does take a lot of courage to stand up here in front of you, a group of this size, and share about their hurtful experiences and, and some of their uh, uh, one-time shameful acts. But however, uh, we are really confident that God will give them the grace they need and that you will be blessed by their stories because we believe that this is how Celebrate Recovery works. We share our experience, our victories, and hope with each other, and God uses it to help another person who has um, shared the same or similar experiences. And as we say in Celebrate Recovery, and as you can see on our T-shirts, God never wastes a hurt. But before we get into that, we want to remind you that tonight, as part of Recovery Sunday, we will be showing the movie Home Run in the Sanctuary at 7 p.m. for free. Everybody say free. free. Okay. And how many people, by a showing of hands, saw the movie Home Run when it was in the theaters? All right. So you can testify to what a great movie it is. And for those of you who haven't, we'd like to show you a short clip so you can get a feel for what the movie is about. Stepping up, number nine, Corey Brand. Were you drinking on the plane? Would you please slow down? What are you talking about, dude? Corey Brand DUI caught on tape over a million hits. Touch it now! Doc, is he all right? You've been suspended for eight weeks. Was there alcohol involved in the accident? 
The Grizzlies want proof that you're attending a 12-step program. 12 steps. They want you out of sight until you've completed eight weeks. Mr. Brand has kindly offered to stay here in Oak Mulgee and take his brother's place as head coach of the kids' baseball team. Emma Johnson. I'm actually one of the Bulldogs' other coaches. Come check this out. Your mom and Corey Brand were the best couple in high school. You're pretty much just a wild child fell into them. But I've changed, Emma. Clearly. I found you a 12-step program. No matter who you are, and no matter what you've done, there will come a time when you can make it on your own. And then you're out of desperation, though you're not the only one. Praying, Lord, above, I need a miracle. Away. That's what you do best, Corey. You had no right. You will not say no. No, I'm staying. Bring it in. Where's Tyler? Tyler! That's what I'm talking about. You're a great mom. Nothing great happens when you're all back. Lord above, I need a miracle. All right. Now, a movie like this doesn't come along that often in terms of both production quality, the writing and acting, the soundtrack, but most importantly, how it openly and clearly speaks of the love of Jesus, how he's mankind's savior, and that you and I matter to him and he has the power to restore and heal us if we let him. The movie was created as an outreach tool to be able to share the gospel with a person that wouldn't come within a mile of a church, but would go to a movie theater and allow themselves to be taken to places they would never ordinarily go and meet people they wouldn't ordinarily associate with. Use this wonderful tool to bring someone you know that needs Christ in their lives, but won't let you tell them about him. Even the popcorn is free tonight. And as my good friend Maury would say, such a deal, why wouldn't you go? I'll take two. Now, if you can't make it tonight, but would like to purchase a copy of the DVD of the movie, either for your own viewing or to give to someone else as a gift, they'll be on sale for $15 each in the Connections Cafe after the service. We have a limited supply and will most likely sell out today, so don't wait and get your copy today. Call this number, 1-800, in the next 15 minutes. No, I'm only kidding. Part of the proceeds will go to support the CR ministry here at Bethlehem Assembly of God. So what is recovery, and why do I need it, you ask? You do ask that, right? Okay, good. Webster's Dictionary defines the word recovery in two ways. The first is getting back something that which is lost or stolen. My hurts, hang-ups, and habits have taken their toll on me over, over the years. In Jeremiah 6.14, God tells his people that you can't heal a wound by saying it's not there, or in other words, by ignoring it. What were some of the things that were lost or stolen from me? I lost the ability to have relationships with others, but most importantly with my God. My hurts, habits, and hang-ups caused me to isolate. I could feel alone in a crowd. I wore many masks to hide my pain and to make people like me. I had my mask of self-confidence to hide my low self-esteem. I wore my mask of humor to help me hide the deep sadness of feeling disconnected and alone. 
I wore my mask of intelligence to hide my insecurity. I lost my dignity, peace of mind, and the ability to recognize and accept reality and truth for what it is, not what I wanted it to be. The other definition is to be restored to a state of usefulness. I know that when I was battered and beaten up from the world of my own poor choices, I was no longer useful to myself, to others, and to God. Celebrate Recovery has given me the tools to start living a new life and recover the things that were lost or stolen from me and to become useful again. So what is Celebrate Recovery? Well, first, Celebrate Recovery is based on the actual words of Jesus. The eight principles that we use are based on the Beatitudes taken from the Sermon on the Mount. Celebrate Recovery is based on God's Word, the Bible. The eight principles are God's road to recovery, wholeness, growth, and spiritual maturity. You know, it's forward-looking. The past is just that, the past. The solution is to start making wise choices today and depend on God's power to help make those choices. Celebrate Recovery emphasizes personal responsibility. It helps people face up to their own poor choices and deal with what they can do about them. We can't control the things that has happened to us, but we could control the th how we respond to those things. It emphasizes spiritual commitment to Jesus Christ. The third principle calls for people to make a total surrender of their lives to Christ. Lasting recovery cannot happen without this step. Everyone needs Jesus. It utilizes the biblical truth that we need each other in order to grow spiritually and emotionally. It is based on the New Testament principle that we don't have to get well by ourselves. We need one another. Fellowship and accountability are two important component, components of spiritual growth. And it addresses all types of hurts, habits, and hang-ups. It's like a large umbrella which, under which a limitless number of issues can be dealt with. And Celebrate Recovery is a leadership factory. Because it's biblically and church-based, it produces a continuous stream of people moving into f ministry after they have found recovery in Christ. One thing Celebrate Recovery is not is a quick fix. While my salvation was instantaneous once I turned to God, admitted my sin and my need for him, asked for his forgiveness and accepted the free gift of his son Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and by the way, those are the first three principles and steps, my healing, restoration, transformation, and spiritual growth take time. My hurts, hang-ups, and habits didn't happen overnight. And they're not going to, my recovery and growth isn't going to happen either overnight. We recognize that it happens one day at a time. That there's a process to follow of daily offering myself as a living sacrifice, of dying to myself, my wants, my desire, my will. And this process is clearly defined in the eight principles and 12 steps of recovery and their biblical comparisons. You know, I'm, I'm so thankful to the Apostle Paul for writing down so many personal experiences and feelings spiritual truth and knowledge. When he wrote in 2 Corinthians about how we comfort others with the same comfort that God gave to us, I realized that God wants to use my hurts to help another person that has those same hurts. I realized that God never wasted one of my hurts so that today I have no regrets. When Paul writes about how God's power is perfected in weaknesses, I am no longer ashamed to admit mine. But like Paul, I can boast about them all the more because I know that when I'm weak, that's when I'm strong. In another passage, he gives an analogy that we have this treasure in these earthen vessels, these human bodies, 
to remind me that the awesome power that is at work in me is not my own, because I would take credit for it, but God's, so that I can rejoice in and rely on the fact that God loved me so much, he put his spirit in me. So we have found that recovery is a lifelong process and is only a word that spells out the biblical process of emotional healing, relational restoration, and spiritual growth. We have also found that the effort is well worth it because the journey is an amazing adventure and the road is not traveled alone. Pain in this life is inescapable, but it doesn't have to be carried alone because God tells us to bear one another's burdens. When we share our pain with others, we have less pain, and we can be comforted and encouraged by others who have received that same comfort from God. So that's what Celebrate Recovery is, how it works, and what it does. But don't take our word for it. Listen to those who have been participating in this ministry as they share their journey with you. You know, and when you're listening to their story, if you don't relate to the mess that their lives have been or what they've been, listen to their message of how God is changing them one step at a time. Kindly welcome our first participant. Thank you. Hello, my name is Bob. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm recovering from effects of lust and unforgiving heart. I was born with cerebral palsy, living in and out of a hospital for eight years. I had had dyslexia throughout my childhood and part of my adult life. My father hurt me with his words and fists. He never encouraged me and said I was worthless. But my mother's prayer for me constantly. One day at a, one day at a church service, I heard Paul and Valerie talk about cerebral recovery. This program deals with hurts, hangups, and habits. Paul talked about things like lust, drugs, alcohol, gambling. Cell recovery was, on, uh, was going to begin on Saturday, July 31st, 2010. I felt the Holy Spirit speak to me and say, you need to be in that program. I was the first one there that Saturday. In addition, in addition to attending regularly on Saturday nights at a large group open meeting, I attended Celebrate Recovery Step Study on Tuesday nights, which is a nine-month program course. I studied four booklets with dealing with the A principle based on Beatitudes and 12 steps based on the Bible. By attending Celebrate Recovery regularly and working the steps, I had been able to forget my abusive father and overcome my problem with lust. I had made friends with other men who encouraged me and helped me. God is not done with me yet, as I still have character defects that I am working on. But as CR, I have a safe place to come every Saturday night to work on them, together with others who have the same desire too, to become the man that God created me to be and to fulfill purpose in my life. I want to thank my sponsor, Josh, and my accountability partner, Paul, and Pastor Steve for having this program in our church. I also want to thank my wife, Grace, who's always support me and in prayer. Thank you, and God bless. Thank you, Bob. Bob is actually one of our leader, facilitators now at Celebrate Recovery, and that's what we talked about earlier about giving back, you know, as well as continuing to participate. 
You'll notice that Leslie uh, spoke earlier, and one of the reasons why I asked her to, if she'd be willing to share part of her testimony for the Celebrate Recovery is that she said one day that she found out that she had more hurts in her life besides what she was going through uh, with the divorce, and um, so I, I, that's why I did that. Thank you. Okay. Again, um, I'm a believer who is in recovery and struggles with overworking, overeating, procrastination, and codependency. My name is Leslie. In the past, I used to control everybody. I thought I had the power to control myself and to change people around me. I didn't know how to give my time to my children because I was always busy working. I used to cope with pain, anxiety, and stress with food. I used to do everything in order to please people. Even though my new relationship with God started before coming to CR, I was in complete denial about the false power that I had to control. I thought it was impossible to admit that I wasn't able to control everyone and everything around me until I started seeing it that I couldn't. Celebrate Recovery's first principle, realize that I am not God that I am powerless to control my tendency to do the wrong, and that my life is unmanageable, helped me to see this. I was a perfectionist. I was always striving for, for, for perfection, putting extremely high standards on myself and others around me. When I didn't live up to this unrealistic standard, I experienced negative consequences, but yet continuing them. Failure, failure was not acceptable in my life. As a result, I procrastinated, putting things off if they couldn't be done completely and perfectly. My self-worth was based on my performance. I was a very shy, insecure person and afraid about many things that were coming with the finalization of my divorce after almost 20 years of relationship and a marriage of 13 years. My lowest point before coming to celebrate recovery was in 2009, when I was pregnant with my youngest child and I didn't want to continue to live. I didn't try anything against myself, but the thoughts were there as a possible solution to the pain that I had at that time. I started this program after being a divorce care group for two seasons. The first time I came to CR was in January of 2012, and I thought it was too much for me. I thought to myself that I'm not bad at all, so I didn't go back. I came back until September 2012. Divorce care helped me to deal with the pain and other issues about the divorce, but I knew that there were more things inside me that I needed to heal. One of the issues was the denial that I was living in, that I'm not that bad, and everything was okay. Thanks to this program, I have been able to step out of my denial and see how I was repeating the same behaviors that was done to me as a child to my children. I could see how important it is for my daughters to have my time. I didn't want to cause them her that I received, and I needed to take a look at why I was doing to them what was done to me, even though when I didn't want to hurt them. This is 
CR's step four, made a searching and fearless inventory of ourselves. I had to deal with my past and my pain, which helped me to stop hurting my children. I started to work with my procrastination, my tendency to overwork and overeat in order to cope with my pain and stress. This program helped me to get confidence about who I am in Christ. And finally, I started to get back my identity as a daughter of God. There were several of the celebrate recovery's principles and steps that were keys in my recovery process. They helped me to get out of denial and admit I don't have any power to control myself. I seen things in my life that I have never seen before. I got free from the guilt and pain of my past. And finally, I have received freedom and been able to release those people I have hurt and who have hurt me by asking for and giving forgiveness. I'm getting closer to my children. I have been able to prioritize my time between family, work, studies, and church. I'm eating in a very healthy way and not using food to numb my pain. My relationship with God is the only one, I'm sorry, my relationship with God and others have improved greatly. I rely completely in knowing that God is the only one who has the power to control my life. If I surrender to him, I am a more open person and today I am able to smile. Celebrate recovery has been one of the best experiences in my life. Give it a chance. Give yourself the chance. You won't regret it. You will see the glory of God working your life. Thanks for letting me share. How are you doing, everybody? My name is Josh. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. I'm recovering from abusing drugs, alcohol, and gambling. And I recently struggled with pride and trying to be in control. Yesterday, I celebrated my three and a half year anniversary of being sober. I just wanted to thank. I just wanted to thank all the people that have been part of my recovery. People like my sponsors, pastors, all the leaders, accountability partners, and participants who have one time or another been part of my CR family and my church family at Bethlehem. I'm truly blessed that God has placed all these people in my life. I started drinking when I was at, when I was at the age of 15, working as a barback. What I liked most about drinking was the way it made me feel. Happy, excited, worry-free, and most of all, it changed my personality from introvert to an extrovert. My disease really took off when I went away to school at Northeastern University. I came into a newfound freedom which I wasn't prepared to handle. I loved the way alcohol made me feel, so much that it became my life. I would do anything that would make me happier or bring more excitement to my life, but most of all, I wanted my life to be one big party. My grades weren't so good. I came back home after a year and decided to enroll in Nassau Community College. In a three-year period, I had four passing grades, three failing grades, and 12 withdrawals. I would try at the beginning of every semester thinking it was going to be different, but never made it through. Something came up. Something always came up. I would wake up late, stay up all, all hours of the night, and pretty much waste my youth away thinking about, about things that had no substance, or about things that never added up to anything. Years later, I started working in IT. But all that changed was my bankroll got bigger, 
and I was able to drink more frequently. Now my blackouts are getting more frequent, and the stories are getting worse. Then one day after work, I went out to after hours. This is the day after me and my ex broke up. I was in a blackout after an hour. I remember waking up in my friend's house. There were missed calls from my boss, and I couldn't find my wallet. From what my friend told me, I was trying to impress some ladies at the bar and told them I could get them laptops. Then I proceeded to go back to work in my blackout, and I stole three laptops, tore up the supply room, and left my wallet there as, as evidence. I was, I was fired and ended up with a felony. That was a turning point for me. I no longer drank to get pleasure. I started drinking and numbed the pain, the pain of failure, shame, and embarrassment. I continued to drink for seven more years until I got to a point where I couldn't take it anymore. I wanted to stop, but I couldn't, and every time I tried to stop, the pain was always there. It kept getting worse until I started to contemplate suicide. Then one day, I had a clear moment. What if all those people who believe in God were right and I was wrong? Then I searched for an online meeting, which led me to the rooms of AA, where I was introduced to the 12 steps on God. What I later realized was that God gave me that clear moment. He reached down and seeked me out when, I knew, when he knew I was ready. I'm amazed at how he loved me when I didn't love him, how he waited for me and picked me up when I wanted nothing to do with him. That's God's love for me, unconditional and everlasting. Nothing compares to it. All my life, I've been trying to get, I've been trying to fill my pleasures with happiness and artificial substances that were only meant to be filled by God. That's why it's never worked before. God removed my exception to drink, drug, gamble away, and today I'm coming from the effects of, of all of them. God is restoring every facet of my life piece by piece. I started going to CR for three years now. I always say there are a lot of places I could be on a Saturday night, but no place I'd rather be than a CR meeting. CR has been a great support group for me in my recovery. It has been a place where I could practice living the 12 steps and eight principles in all the aspects of my life. Every year, there's always something new that I could work on, or should I say that God wants me to work on. It's a place where I could talk freely about my problems and struggles without having the fear of being judged. It's also a place where I could go to learn from others, other people's struggles, certain things that I might not be struggling with yet, but I store them in my memory. Paul once said, if I knew the difference between a wise man and a smart man, he said a small man learns from his own mistakes and a wise man learns from others. I also embrace all the issues I try to tackle at CR instead of being ashamed of them like I used to be. I truly believe that all will be revealed in heaven and the advantage I get from working on them now is when I have success over them, I get a chance to glorify God and give the support to others who are struggling with the same issues. Today, I got my license back for the first time. Actually, last year I got my license back for the first time since 2004. This year, I'm back in college at the young age of 39. But most of all, I'm comfortable in my own skin, comfortable in Christ, comfortable from my head to my toes. I love going to CR because it's a place where God restores people back to health. I go because I get blessed when he allows me to be part of somebody else's recovery. It's a place where I can work on the sins that I've acquired from living a life, from living a life full of sin. But I'm determined to keep working until I hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. Thank you for letting me share. Amen. Amen. All right. We hope you were blessed by all of what you, you, you heard that was shared this morning about what recovery is.
and how God is using the Celebrate Recovery ministry to bring hope, healing, victory, and freedom into broken and battered lives. If you identified with anything that you heard this morning, we invite you to come and join us on one Saturday evening and experience what we just talked to you about. We make the same promise to everyone that comes. If you give us 90 days, and along with that, give us all of your hurts, hang-ups, and habits, we promise you that at the end of that three-month period of time, if you haven't experienced any change, if you haven't gotten some hope, made some friends, or drawn closer to God, we will refund your misery, and you can go back to the life you were living before you started coming. Really, what have you got to lose? Another Saturday night of the same old, same old. So we hope to see you back here tonight for the Home Run movie, bringing friends and other people, and maybe one Saturday night in the Connections Cafe. God bless you all, and thank you for letting us share. That was awesome, wasn't it? Awesome. No, we could talk about recovery, or we could show you recovery. Amen? And, um, and, and you know, I just, as we close today, and please don't, don't worry. I don't have any notes, and I'm not going to preach. Don't worry. But I do want to finish with one verse. Would you turn in your Bibles to one verse? Because I want to show you that all of us are in recovery. It's not... Celebrate recovery is not for those people. Celebrate recovery is not for the people who have the problems. Because the truth is, every one of us in this room are in recovery. You see, in order for you to be everything God wants you to be, you have to be honest with yourself. And too many people, especially religious people, are just not honest with themselves. I want to tell you that I am on a lifelong journey of being in recovery. There's never a time in my life where I feel like I'm where I need to be. And, and, and that's okay. <clears throat> it's okay. I don't live in condemnation. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I just know that God wants me to be more than I am today. I also know that he loves me. And where I am today, he accepts me. Where I am today, he uses me. But man, when I look deep down in the recesses of my own heart, there's some ugly stuff that needs to be dealt with. When I look at myself, and everyone looks at me, Pastor Steve, wow, all of that nonsense. I'm a man like anyone else, and I can tell you that if they showed the videotape, you know, like he, Warner Wolf says, show the videotape, I would be embarrassed of the thoughts that go through my brain, the emotions that I feel at times. Wow. I know there's grace. I know there is love and unconditional acceptance from God, but I also know there's a lot more that I need to do in my life, that He needs to do in my life, so that I can be everything God wants me to be in my life. Now, I want to tell you that I've been walking this walk for many years. And I realize that every stage of my life, every situation in my life offers another opportunity for God to take his chisel out and chisel something off of my life so that I can be more like Christ. You see, the problem with most Christians and so often the problem with pastors is they honestly believe that somehow they arrived at a certain place in their life. And when they arrive at that place and they're perfect and people put pastors on pedestals and 
Christians expect more from other Christians, and we don't realize that we're just all putty. We're just all clay. And we all need to be molded and shaped into the image of God. And let me tell you, there are temptations and there are trials and there are situations in all of our life that hit us by surprise. And then they remind us we're just clay. And we need God every day of our life. Philippians, Philippians chapter 1, I want you to read it with me. I want you to see what God says in Philippians chapter 1 because it is the heart of the gospel. It is the heart of what God wants to do in our lives. Philippians chapter 1 verse 12 says, Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know what the word to work out, that phrase means? It doesn't mean that you do it. It means, in the, in the Greek it means, bring to completion that which God has begun in you. Remember, God said in Philippians, that he would finish the work that he began in you. Amen? Well, Paul takes off of that note and says, then bring to completion that which God began in you. That is the process of restoration and recovery. Look at me. That is the process of restoration and recovery in our life where God says, listen, I have so much more for you and I want to do so much more in you and through you. But notice what he says. I love what he says in verse 13. For it is God who works within us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Let's put that together. Paul says, bring to completion that which God started in you. Don't stop where you are. You know what he meant? He said, we still all have to go to celebrate recovery. We still all have to go to divorce care. We still all have to go to grief share. We still all need a small group. We still all need God to do the healing process in our lives that never ever stops. We never ever, ever get to the place in our life when we don't need recovery. Come on somebody. Ever. So Paul says keep working on it man. Keep going to these programs. Keep going to these ministries. Keep connecting with one another. Keep strengthening one another. Keep chiseling one another. Keep doing whatever you need to do to become more like Jesus Christ. But ultimately, Paul says, it is God who gives us the willpower. It is God who gives us the courage. It is God who gives us the strength. It is God who anoints us with his Holy Spirit. It is Jesus Christ in us the hope of glory so wherever you are today in your journey every one of us still need recovery in our life I want you to close your eyes for a moment and bow your heads and say Pastor Steve I need some recovery today in my life maybe you need to recover from a hurt from your past maybe you need to recover you need to take back what the devil has stolen from you. Maybe you need to recover from a habit in your life that is stealing away what God wants to do in your life. Maybe you have a loved one, a son or a daughter who's far away from what God wants them to be in their life, and you know it. Maybe you're a young person today, and you say, Pastor Steve, I have my doubts about the very existence of God because I was abused or I was hurt, whatever it may be. Why don't you come today and say, God, just heal my broken heart. 
help me to recover, God, one step at a time. And I want to encourage you with all that is within me today, no matter how old you are, I want to encourage you on Saturday night to go to Celebrate Recovery. Because I think Celebrate Recovery is probably the best discipleship program we have in the church today because it starts with honesty. You can't get better until you get honest. You can't get better until you become transparent. You can't get better until you're broken, until you're willing to let somebody else speak into your life. That's why I celebrate recovery and divorce, care, grief, share, and all those other ministries in the church are so powerful. And let me tell you, if you have a friend, some of the best outreach ministries we've got in the church, bar none, is the Celebrate Recovery, the recovery ministries in our church, like Divorce, Care, and Grief Share. You have a neighbor who's going through a divorce. Bring them, man. They'll come to Jesus. You have a, a, a neighbor who's struggling with prescription addiction. Bring them to Celebrate Recovery. They'll come to Jesus. These are bridges to the gospel. And the only way that somebody can know about it is if you tell, you tell them about it. You share hey, man, there's a place where you can come where people are going to love you and care about you and not judge you, and they're going to help you to get healed, and you're going to recover. So I want you to bow your heads for a moment. I want to pray for you today, and, and uh, I'm going to ask the Celebrate Recovery team and the Divorce Care team and the Grief Share team and if they would come today to the altar because we're going we're gonna to pray for people today. We're going to pray for you. Gonna, you know, we're not going to, there's not a, a whole bunch of hype today. We're not going to hype this thing up. But I want to tell you that there's power. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, said there's power when two or three gather together and agree upon anything. So maybe you need someone to agree with you today for your own personal recovery. These are not professionals. These are people just like you. These are not perfect people. In fact, some of them are scared. They are so scared that I just called them up. I mean, they're shaking in their boots right now because they're saying to themselves, what am I going to pray for these people? I'm just going through this stuff myself. Well, that's good because we're all in that same place. Hallelujah. We're just going through it together. Amen. We're going through it together. So if you're here today and say, Pastor, I need some recovery in my life. Maybe you don't know the Lord. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus into your heart. Maybe you don't know if you die today, you'd go to heaven. And you need somebody to lead you through that place of being sure that if you die today, you'd got to go to heaven. I want you to come up, and when you come up, I want you to tell one of these workers up here, hey, man, I don't even know if I die today, I'd go to heaven. And you know what? They will have one of the altar workers come and give you the information that you need. They'll lead you to the right person. I promise you will make sure of that but I want to pray with you that God would give you strength to come and agree for your recovery maybe it's a hurt maybe it's a hang-up maybe it's a habit maybe it's a child maybe it's a husband whatever it is we want to agree with you in prayer we want to pray with you Jim Simbler one of my heroes said every service every single service is supposed to turn into a prayer meeting because Jesus said my house will be the house of prayer for all nations so we're turning this part of the service into a prayer meeting and we're going to pray one for another so i i want to pray for you lord i pray right now god that you would just help us to be the church help us to heal and restore one another lord in love and in in encouraging words father in your 
in your word, Father. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this place today through this incredible ministry called Recovery, Lord. Father, we pray today, God, that you would just touch us, Lord. Do something powerful in our life, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. I want you to stand to your feet right now. Every one of you in this place. And, and, and you would say, Pastor, I, I want prayer for my, my son, my daughter, myself, whatever it is. I want you to step out of your seat right now. and Just come and just find the place. Find the person that you can agree with in prayer. And they're just going to pray simple prayers over your life. Don't be so proud that you wouldn't respond. I want you to come right now and say, yes, yes, I need recovery. I'm, I'm in a place in my own personal life where I need recovery. Hallelujah. Just come today. You have a loved one that needs to recover from something. You just come today and be open and honest and say, man, I just, I just need prayer today. We want to pray for you today. You just come, and somebody will pray for you today. You come. Amen? Hallelujah. Can you give me a key of G for a moment? As we finish today, let's just sing this song to the Lord. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Amen? And Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living, very for you. Lord, prepare me, hallelujah. Lord,
so worthy oh God so worthy oh God we love you Jesus we adore you Jesus oh God we love you Jesus thank you Lord how many of you love the Lord today how many would say thank you Jesus for doing a work of res restoration and recovery in my life hallelujah come on let's just worship him today hallelujah 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 oh we love you Jesus Oh, God, we love you today. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. You are worthy, oh, God. Oh, God. You're so worthy, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Can you remember a time when you were lost? Can you remember a time when you needed desperately for Jesus to intervene in your life? Has he intervened in your life? Why don't you just raise your hand and say, thank you for intervening in my life, Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord, oh my soul. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like gone amazing grace how sweet the sound come on can you sing it that saved the wretch like me I was Lord but now years amen when we've been there ten thousand years bright shining bright shining at the We 
God. Praise God. Praise God. Come on, raise your hands. Praise. Come on, raise it up and say thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, give the Lord a clap offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, we love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, if you need to go today, please be, be dismissed in the, in the great, matchless, powerful name of Jesus today. But if you want to stay just a little longer and linger and worship with us, you can do that as well. But, you know, I just, just believe today that it's about worshiping Jesus. How many of you love Jesus today? Just, if you need to go, God bless you. We love you and we appreciate you coming. But we're going to worship for a little bit longer. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Praise God. 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 Oh, praise.